This podcast hands you the keys to scaling revenue in the SaaS and tech industry fast. Join Mike Williams, CEO of Jetstream Revenue Growth, as he talks with tech and SaaS business leaders who share proven approaches on how to get your revenue to take off. Hey, everyone. Welcome to this episode of the Jetstream podcast. I just finished talking with Dayan Gaishek. He's the head of marketing over at CircuitStream. They are a leading AR, VR education company, and he's also CEO and co-founder of Grow and Scale, a boutique content marketing agency. You can check them out at growandscale.com or also check out circuitstream.com as well to check out the companies that uh, Dayan is working at. Uh, Dayan is a really interesting content marketer with some very specific proven strategies, which he outlines throughout this episode. Uh, He talks a lot about the importance of looking at your content marketing as a funnel and bringing users through that uh, and just giving value, just continue to give away value, give away value, provide your customers, your clients or your potential customers and clients with so much value that they feel that reciprocity and the need to at least try your product, potentially buy it. And within your content, as Dayan talked about, you can actually build in those answers to objections. So your sales team has to deal with less objections by the time they get a hot lead on the phone. So by providing really, really great valuable content that answers objections, answers any concerns that they have about your product, you're giving that away uh, and, and then actually alleviating your sales team from some of the bumps in the road to actually signing qualified customers up, bringing them in, bringing them into your business and having them grow with you. Something else that that Dayon brought up as well, and I think we can all uh, take advantage of this, is to raise your prices. Do what you can to play around with pricing to see if that will impact your your bottom line. Does it actually impact your business? Does it slow your growth? Maybe it actually potentially increases your growth. And Dayon and I talked about a book called uh, Influence by, I believe the author is Robert Cialdini. And he talks about these two things, reciprocity, the importance of uh, providing value or giving something to someone and their internal need to give something back to you. Uh, And it's a really great marketing tactic, but they also talk about when you increase prices, it actually increases the perceived value of the product or service. And as humans, we almost can't turn this off. So uh, be aware of that. Think about how you could potentially increase your prices and just drive your revenue up. You can create easy revenue growth with that. You may find a ceiling, but it's better to go towards that ceiling and you might find that that ceiling is much, much higher than you ever expected uh, it would be. So really enjoyed this podcast with Dayan. He walks through the whole content marketing strategy, how they do that, uh, what that looks like. Uh, So check it out, uh, have a listen and and check him out on Twitter. You can check him out at twitter.com slash D-G-A-J-S-E-K. That's Dayan Guy Sheck. He's also on LinkedIn with uh, linkedin.com slash in slash D-G-A-J-S-E-K. Check him out. Check out his blog and check out some of the uh, articles he's written there on some big brands uh, and check out the podcast. Enjoy it. Learn from uh, day on what you can uh, and, and take that and put that into your marketing uh, arsenal and continue to grow your revenues. Have a good listen. All right, welcome to this episode of the Jetstream podcast. Uh, really excited to have our guest with us today. Uh, we have Dayan Gaishek, 
Uh, and he's the head of marketing at CircuitStream, a leading AR VR education company and CEO and co-founder of Grow and Scale, a boutique content agency. Uh, welcome to the, the podcast, uh, Dayan. Really great to have you here and thanks for being here today. Thanks, I'm honored to be on one of the early guests on your new podcast. Yeah, happy to have you. Uh, so just a little bit about uh, yourself. Uh, he's a battle-hardened growth marketer who is always a one-man marketing department working with early stage startups. Uh, he loves uh, helping out people and seeing growth supported by data and lots of experiments, which makes a ton of sense. I love that. Uh, since the budget wasn't always available, he taught himself how to grow marketing channels without one, which is such a great uh, asset to have and skill set. Uh, the most effective way to do that was through content marketing. Uh, so we'll talk a little bit about content marketing. And Dayan also co-founded the agency Grow and Scale with one of his best friends, and they've been profitable since day one, first year, uh, and they're on the road to 5x profits this year already. So uh, really great qualifications. Thanks, Dayan, for being here. Let's uh, let's dig into this. Awesome. Uh, where do you where do you want to start? Yeah. Let, why don't you tell us a little bit about Grow and Scale uh, and what you've been up to? Okay, uh, Growing Scale actually needs a little bit of a pre-story. So coming from Slovenia, very obscure country in the middle central Europe, uh, I was working with early stage startups, no product market fit, but everybody's hungry to get traction and uh, move to the States or something like this. So um, but it was really difficult. So there was no budget and you need to bring results somehow. So I just tried everything that was on the internet. And there was one video that resonated with me, which is still one of the most relatable and relevant videos today. There was a video from uh, Brian Belfour. Uh, he was a VP of growth at HubSpot at the time. Mm -hmm. And he just covered this model of growth machine. How do you do it? Like, okay, well, your hypothesis, then try it out, then figure out uh, did the experiment went well or didn't. So as a young buck, you are hungry and you're curious to just try everything. You just call the email, you do the social media, you, I don't know, you contact YouTube influencers. Uh, I didn't even touch PPC because we didn't have marketing right. budget. Uh, so finding the content and just seeing uh, Content marketing is such a weird thing because everybody just thinks they need to spew out content, but they don't think about quality. Mm. So I put my efforts there and with the last three startups, even though they didn't have a product market fit, like we got insane growth in terms of uh, content. We got leads in, people were uh, linking us without asking for backlinks and and the same thing happened even I got a role at uh, Circus Stream because of my content, just like you just leave tracks and then people find you and that's it. So two years ago, um, I started growing scale. Actually, we're going to be two years in May. Uh, we started working with Microsoft as one of our first clients, just based on networking while I was in Seattle. Um, caught a couple of more. Uh, and the first year, yeah, we just have this um, mission statement. It's not about SEO. It's not about organic traffic or ranking. It's about creating the best content, solving customers' problem. And we've been doing this from the start. 
And as, as, as you said, we're going to be 5X in the second year. So super exciting. While I'm still having this job here in, in, in Calgary for Circus Stream, so sitting on two seats, it's, it's, it's never a dull moment. I just, I just keep it at that. Yeah, for sure. It sounds like you've got a lot on your plate. Uh, and just back to, you know, your point on content marketing, you know, I don't think there's enough people that are really thinking about the quality of the content. You know, you hear a lot of questions of, you know, how many blog posts is it going to take? How much content is it going to take before I start to rank, before I start to see traffic uh, versus thinking about like, how many great posts can I make? Maybe it's about making less posts and, and more high quality posts and, you know, digging in on that, I think, you know, maybe 10 years ago, you might've been able to get away with that strategy of just spray and pray and just produce content and churn it out. But today, search engines, people, companies expect a lot better quality and a more depth, uh, more depth within each of the articles. Uh, can you talk a little bit about the importance of, of quality uh, content? Yeah, of course. I was actually just thinking about there are no rules in basically in life, but also like up and coming marketers, they just read courses, blog posts, follow gurus, uh, this guy, this, this are the laws here. But just think of it. I mean, in podcast world, podcast should be short, highlights, five minutes, short attention span, get in, get out, right? But in podcast, you have like Dan Carlin's hardcore history, one episode, five hours long and i think he does it like one every four months right everybody knows about it joe rogan pre-hour podcasts it's the same with with content it's just if you create the best content out there you would be the go-to evergreen place and not only uh people are gonna stay they're just gonna build trust through that one piece of content they're gonna be looking what's gonna be the second piece of content and it's not about hitting keywords. It is important yet for findability at the start, but hey, if you can just give out valuables, give everything away for free, people are going to bookmark it. They're gonna be happily uh, subscribe to your newsletter if you have one. They're gonna stay in your list just to see what's next. It's gonna be a workshop. It's probably gonna be the same quality as your content because they already know you. And yeah, if you start doing this, you're just like, far ahead of everybody else yeah give away value constantly uh is is you know the name of the game uh certainly i agree with that uh, i'd love to dive into your thoughts on on revenue growth what are what are some of the things that you've learned about revenue growth uh over the last few years and in, in in your you know new company grow and scale yeah that's that's probably my biggest lesson uh coming from slovenia we have some sort of I think I have some sort of stigma, not, not stigma, but this thought that we have to underprice. Like is a really small country and just we, we have a feeling we need to be under someone and just mm-hmm. stay, stay low and follow the rules. Um, so we onboarded clients for, let's say, for a pricing that's laughable, mm-hmm. just, just, to, just to do something for them. And of course we always deliver, but then just, the reason why I started the agency, first of all, I hate agency because of the mediocre job they're doing. And that's why, okay, I'm going to make a better one. Right. Uh, and then comparing this XYZ agency that is 
very known in my local world is charging this for an SEO research that doesn't make any sense and it's not valuable. And I'm here will delivering the content research, the best content, the call to actions, the content upgrade, leads are coming in. I just said, well, let's just raise the bar slightly. Let's just do, instead of 2K retainers, let's just move it to 4K. We still have troublesome clients sometimes. It's hard to work with them. Let's raise the bar to 5K. We're still getting clients. So, and yeah, that's it. First lesson, raise your prices. Be proud of what you do. Uh, your past experience should bring up the confidence level. Um, I was the biggest imposter. I had the biggest imposter syndrome. Uh, but this time, just looking at past success, uh, it's first time in my life that I'm confident that I can deliver. I can bring you the best results. Um, yeah, I'm okay. I, I'm willing to charge. Uh, for it too. Yeah. And so, and so you should, right? I mean, if you've, if you've proven yourself, then those prices should go up. There should be a premium with that. And I think that applies to almost any business should really look at, can they increase their price? Because, you know, the multiplier effect of, of doing something like that is going to be huge. Of course, maybe you'll find a ceiling where it's too high, but it's better than being way too low, knowing that, Hey, you know, we were down here. Now we're way up here and, and now we know what's too high. But I definitely agree with that, that, you know, raising your price uh, certainly can uh, increase revenue growth uh, for sure. Yeah. And especially I need to mention this, like your $2,000 per month client, they have just, they have the same number of questions than your 10K a month client. Actually, right. it's even different. Like 10K a month client, they just want speed, quality, and uh, consistency. While a 2K client will just be, can we do this? Can you just do this? I need this tomorrow. Can we do the email sequence? And then content agency, we are, we are providing service, right? So we are paying with our time and skills, yeah. right? So it's tough to scale. So then you have to make hard decisions. Yeah, I, I've definitely seen that as well, where the, the lowest paying clients uh, drive the highest support and requirement and the most questions. Uh, I've seen that over and over. It's some sort of effect that's at play there, whereas the clients that pay the most or the customers that pay the most seem to complain the least or require the least amount of support. I, I don't know what's at play there, but I continue to see that. Uh, as well in my career. Yeah, I guess I see it is just, okay, we, we have a tight budget. Let's squeeze as much as we can from this source. So that would be my guess. Yeah, yeah, I guess it, that makes sense, right? Um, so what other, what other things about revenue growth have, have you learned uh, over your time uh, in digital marketing and in your career? Uh, yeah, second thing is just, you can always expand your offering. like we are known for getting you the best and relevant content for your blog, but hey, if they want a design or a landing page or a copy, if they start asking for it, just figure out, can you solve this problem in-house? If they need it immediately, that's a good signal. Uh, so you just like expand your repertoire. So it's a really easy way to just uh, upsell or have an additional offering. Yeah, for sure. And, and, you know, if you, if you can't 
provide that service in-house, you can always partner with someone and, and get them with their expertise to bring in and partner uh, on some work as well. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. What, what do you do for um, lead generation? Like, you know, how do you, how do you drive leads through, through content marketing and uh, you know, what's your strategies there? That's funny. Like for the agency, we didn't even have a website in the first year. So it was all word of mouth. Like mm. We delivered, we got referred. Um, then when we saw that, oh, we might have time for two new clients, I sent up a LinkedIn post that I'm ready to talk, got five people in, <laughs> stuck there. So basically zero marketing on our end, even our website, it's, I don't know, it's, it's not pretty, it's not the best, but we're, we're busy, which we, we just, uh, we don't care at this point. Yeah, um, for sure. That's for the service. Like for Circus Stream, it's completely different. We run workshops, we do content, open houses. We run two workshops per week. So we always get insane amount of contacts. So it's a completely different story. It's right. kind of funny how different the businesses are. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, I'd really like to dig in on, on content. I know we've talked about it a little bit, but uh, I just really want to kind of dig in. And if there's any way you could walk us through maybe a client without giving their name, but just talk about what that content strategy looks like and, and what sort of work you're doing without of course giving away your, you know, all of your secret sauce, but you know, what is a real good solid content strategy that drives revenue? What does that really look like and how does that actually play out? Yeah. I'm more than happy to share my secrets because it's still freaking hard to do. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> uh, so yeah, definitely it stems from a really detailed research. So once we get started and maybe for agencies out there that are trying to onboard the first client, just do the onboarding for free or for a very low price. So your clients see how, how it is working with you. Uh, in our case, it looks like we go on discovery call. We say, okay, onboarding looks like this. We're going to deliver one big piece uh, for your blog. And then you'll see how it is. Usually for now, 100% success rate from onboarding to um, retainer. But it looks like once we start talking, we figure out what are their pain points, value proposition, unique selling uh, proposition. Uh, we do the SEO audit of their current content. We create an SEO plan for the keywords and we offer the three month plan on what sort of content fits where. And also we do the promotional plan. Where should you promote your stuff without spending money if you want to. Um, and we do a really nice value matrix. So this is a table just, just shows you this product has this five value props. Who are we talking to? Who is this for? What's the alternative? What's the messaging? And once we have all those data points, we start talking with their sales team and their customer service. We go deep in the weeds, we call their sales team, we talk about them, what are their objections? Um, why are people not converting? Uh, at which stage they're stopping? What are they asking? Then we go to customer service. Who are the clients that are most difficult to work with? Why? What are the, what's the most, often uh, 
issue that you that you encounter. Mm. And we go into their uh, CRM data, we pull it off, we see and we look for what are the clients that have the shortest uh, life cycles uh, in terms of selling? What, how long did it take to close them? Uh, and we, we ask sales, is this correct? Are these the target customers? In usually in nine out of 10 cases it is because data just proves it. And then we just uh, look at, uh, is there a pattern there? Is, look, it looks like an IT department is not your key persona, your CRM and your sales are basically connecting with, I don't know, senior marketing person first. Then we just marry our qualitative and quantitative data and that's our start. Then we go into the content. Right, and, and, and so, you know, where does that content come from? Are you writing it yourself? And then what sort of content types are these blogs, videos, social media, all of the above, white papers, case studies? Uh, yeah, well, we, we do a certain mix. So I'm sure everybody on this podcast heard about like the funnel. And so mm-hmm. there's a funnel in content as well. There's top, middle, and bottom. So on top of the funnel, we use our SEO expertise. We go for keywords and we marry them with uh, wisdom nuggets from sales team. So this could be a beginner's guide to data compartmentalization or whatever. So just something that is very valuable, a long form copy that somebody can sit down and just read through and have their mind blown. In the, so in the middle of the funnel, we do, we go even more narrower. Now we figure, now we pull out those, all those pain points that we discover from sales, from sales teams they really go and answer them. So it makes sense because buying a B2B product or a service that costs a lot, there's gonna be a long uh, cycle uh, for somebody to convert. So you need to build trust. So on the top of the funnel, you show your, your expertise. On the middle of the funnel, you show the pain points. Like, I'm sure you are questioning this. Guess what? There is a content about this. Mm. And also in the middle of the funnel, we try to do a really good lead gen. So usually I would suggest to do a workshop, invite them there, uh, even pay for it, do some PPC, uh, invite them there. You have hundred people that attend here. <laughs> That's like, even if it doesn't perform to your um, expectations, you're just gonna have so much good data. There's a chat there, people asking questions. And after the workshop, do some sort of email sequence. Who attended, who didn't, really look them up, make your salespeople call them. I had a client that is just, we did this amazing uh, workshop. A lot of people came in and then they asked us a week after, what now? And it's like, didn't you call them? <laughs> That's why we did it. Uh, yeah, and in the bottom of the funnel, it usually means that, uh, yeah, the prospects are on the fence, either yes or no. So in that case, we, we use case studies a lot. So it's peer to peer, make your best customer speak the story. Why was it, how was it before your product or service and now how awesome your life is after right. your product and service. So it's very simple, but in concept, but it's still hard to do. 
Yeah, no, I mean, it, you spelled it out quite well. And, and, you know, hearing you talk about it, it's like, well, that sounds pretty simple. Just follow the process. But there's a lot of nuance in that. There's a lot of specific things. There's a lot of content creation and speaking to specific objectives that you have to address as people work themselves through that funnel. Uh, but I really liked your idea of the, the workshop. I haven't heard that before, but it makes a ton of sense. You know, if you can provide that value uh, in that format, um, can you can you just talk just a little bit about you know what what those workshops do and and how they work? Uh, yeah, so workshops were the main reason of success at CircaStream. CircaStream is a leading AI VR educational company here in uh, North America, and we just write off the success to workshops. We do one or two now every week. Both all of them are live. We do PPC campaign, we get them on the workshop and we just treat it as, a, as another funnel. There's an introduction of the company. Here's what we're gonna learn. Then we do a demo of a project or product. So the meat of the workshop is always a valuable thing. It's not a sales event, it's right. a valuable giveaway. Uh, we always do MPS course. We also ask them from zero, zero to 10, how, how much did you like this workshop? our average is above 50, which is crazy good. Mm. Um, and then we, we tell them the pitch where here's what we're doing. This is what, what's going on. Uh, at the end of the workshops, we do the Q&A sessions, another amazing idea just to figure out where your prospects yeah. are. Is somebody close to, to, to sale, to, yeah, to be sold to or not? And that's it. We leave them and then we just build the information ladder through email. Like right. I segment them, who ghosted, who didn't. Here's your workshop replay and resources. Like three years after, did you use the resources? Do you have any questions? By the way, did you know that we do this? And then look at, uh, I don't know, look at uh, Mike. He did this. He was just a, a greenhorn before he met us. Now he's whipping apps left and right. Right. <laughs> so, so you do another funnel with email. It's all intertwined. For sure. But it's a great way just to get people in one place and just see how they behave in real time. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think it's really interesting, this whole idea of, you know, content creation to, to drive revenue, to drive growth, uh, because it's funny how you're constantly giving away value. You're never kind of really selling, but the whole time you're selling, right? you're kind of just biting off the little bits of chunks of the sales process. And the, the, for the customer, their experience is, wow, this company's providing me amazing value. I'm learning so much. I really like them. I resonate with the brand. And oh yeah, they have this product that solves this problem that I have, right? And so that, that type of sales uh, should really drive long-term customers who are bought into the brand, bought into the value they're providing. Uh, and then hopefully if the product meets the needs and, and the problem is solved, uh, there'll be long-term customers as well. So that's just what kind of pops into my head is like, you know, you're not selling the whole time, but the whole time you're selling, right? So the experience of the customer is value, 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 problem solution uh, that they provide. So I, I think it's just brilliant. I think it's a, a really great uh, strategy and I love how you uh, spelled that out uh, for us here. So thank you. Yeah, that's exactly it. I like to use the word that you are basically guilt tripping them to purchase. <laughs> it's like, I've been, I've been receiving all these amazing gifts and stuff, 
I need to buy something from them, or I need to, I, at least I need to uh, try the free trial, eh? Yeah, well. I need, to, I need to try the freemium model, just because yeah. they start thinking, if all this free content is so good, I wonder what's on behind the paywall. Must be amazing. Yeah, well, I mean, that makes me think of just the, the value of reciprocity. And there's a book called Influence, and I keep forgetting the author's name. I'm going to have to look it up. But uh, Cialdini, Robert Cialdini. Yes, I, I believe that's the one. Uh, and I remember that reciprocity. I mean, it could be as simple as like you take someone out for a coffee. They feel like beholden to buy you a back of coffee. So if you give away value, give away value, the reciprocity you know, is leaning heavily one way. And they almost, like you said, they almost feel a little bit guilty of like, well, I at least got to try the freemium. I got to give them a shot. So yeah, yeah. I think that's a really powerful psychological tool. Yeah, and uh, it works because just, just look at your own life. I mean, just look at back every transaction you had. Uh, okay, somebody just said hi. Uh, when they give you two scoops of ice cream, huh, here's an extra five bucks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, exactly. it works, it works. And uh, it works everywhere. Yeah, awesome. Well, I really appreciate uh, you, you spelling this out for us and, and walking us through that uh, day on. Uh, where can people uh, find you, learn more about your company, uh, check you out on, on the social media and, and learn more from you as well? Uh, yeah, I'd love to connect. I'm, uh, I'm on Twitter. So it's uh, the first letter of my first name and my surname. So D-G-A-J-S-E-K. Um, my agency is on Grow and Scale. So growandscale.com. And check out my blog. I write about growth studies, about successful companies. I did it for Starbucks, Lululemon, Athletica, uh, Spotify was the last one. So if you like this nerdy essays about growth and success, um, I have it on my uh, personal blog, uh, personal website. Uh, it's same, theguysec.com. So my first, first letter of my first name and my surname.com. Awesome. Well, thanks again for being on the show and really appreciate it. And thanks for giving away all this amazing uh, value. Uh, hopefully people will feel that reciprocity. Come check out your blog, come check out your agency uh, and follow you on the socials. But thanks again. Yeah, I'd love to. And uh, thank you. This is my first podcast experience. So <laughs> thanks was, to you. Mike. It was a good one. Thanks a lot. Awesome. Cheers. Thanks for listening to the Jetstream podcast. If you like what you heard, please subscribe and leave us a five-star review. If you have a revenue growth story to share, email us, info at jetstream.agency. We might have you on the show.